Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Holy Spirit, we welcome your presence. Oh, great teacher, we avail our hearts to you. Teach us this afternoon. Draw us closer. Draw us nearer. Draw us closer. Let us not live here the same way. You say you sent forth your word and it would accomplish a purpose and a plan for which it is being sent. Father, let us not leave your presence the same as we came. We give you glory and honor. We love you, Jesus. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you clap for Jesus as you take your seats? Wonderful. Faithfulness. Faithfulness. We have been sharing about faithfulness and Faithfulness is a very important characteristic when it comes to serving God. It. it is a very important characteristic, a characteristic that you must have when it comes to serving God. Our foundational scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2. 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 2. It says, moreover, it is required, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. It is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Hallelujah. That a man be found faithful. It is a requirement. Hallelujah. Me, it is a requirement. It is something that is required. How many of you are servants of God? How many of you? You are a servant of God. Okay, few of you. The rest of you, you are colleagues of God. I'm not sure what you are. You are, or you are just going by the scripture. Henceforth, you are no longer servants. You have passed from servants to friends. So, it's okay. But it is required in servants. Servants of God, it is required, it's a requirement that a man be found faithful. See, when something is a requirement, it means there is, it is not an option. Do you understand? When you go to take a test, when you are writing an exam, sometimes they give you certain questions and they say, Number one is a requirement. Number one is a must. You have to attempt number one. It's a compulsory question. Hallelujah. And then there are others that are option. Do you understand? And sometimes the option, you can choose some and do them. Do you see? You can choose out of the option. They say choose three of these ten. Any three. And then answer them. And so you look at the one you know best. And then you answer them. Do you understand? 
And if you don't answer the compulsory question, you can choose to answer 10 of the options, you have failed. Church, do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You may choose to answer 10 of the options and leave out the compulsory question, you have failed. The compulsory question will be by all means used to judge you. It will be by all means used to grade you. Hallelujah. Now the same way is the things of God. There are several things that are option. There are several things you can choose to sweep the church. You can choose to play the drums. You can choose to sing in the choir. You can choose to be a member that just sits and just listens. You can choose to be a member that just comes and goes. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You can choose to do anything out of these options, but there is one thing that is a requirement. It says, it is required, it is required that you be found faithful. That means that you can do all the other things. You can be the preacher. You can be the pastor. You can be an usher. And at the same time, you are, a, you are an instrumentalist. At the same time, you are present worship. You can do all of this. If you don't meet the requirements, you have failed. Because the requirement will be by all means used to judge you. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus told of a story in Matthew chapter 25. How many of you know about the story of the talent? He says that he gave talents to his servants. He gave talents. Some of them had the option of having five. Some of them had the option of having two. And some also had the option of having one. You say, I will choose to just sing. Some had the option of singing and, and playing instruments and arranging and recording and so on and so forth. You are in the media team. You are doing this and you are doing that. Can you give me a little volume, please? Amen. Amen. But when the master returned, when the master returned, in Matthew 25 and verse 19, the Bible says, After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. That means he came to take accounts with them. After he has given the various options, the various talents, he called them to take accounts with them. And the Bible says, And so he that had received Five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. Amen. Amen. Then listen to what the master of the house said. His Lord said unto him, Well done. Well done, thou good and what? Faithful. Faithful. 
servant. You see, it is okay to be good. It is okay to work hard. It is okay to be a hard worker, a hard praise and worship leader, a hard working instrumentalist, a good usher. It is okay to be good. It is okay to be a good church member. But what is going to be used to judge you, what is going to be used to give you your reward is your faithfulness. He says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Now your, your, your reward is coming. And so he says, thou has been faithful, not good. The good has qualified you to come and appear before me. But what is going to be used to reward you is your faithfulness. He says, thou has been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. For your faithfulness, I will make thee a ruler over many things. Not because you are good. Not because you are good, but because you are faithful. I will make thee a ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Hallelujah. The next servant came. He also that received two talents came. And they said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. This his Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. You see, he didn't offer them their reward based on the talents. He didn't offer them their rewards based on how many things they did. Not how many talents they had. Not that this one played, you played this and you did this and you did that and you did that. So you have a lot of things added to you. But for faithfulness. For faithfulness. So in serving God, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how many things you do. What he's looking for is faithfulness. That is what will be used to judge you. The master was not concerned about their skill. It is not a requirement to have a skill. It is not a requirement to have a certain style of doing things. It is not a requirement of, to have a lot of things, to have quantity. Quantity is not a requirement. What is required is faithfulness. Hallelujah. And now we are saying that people do not become unfaithful or disloyal overnight. People do not suddenly become unfaithful. In fact, people who become unfaithful are usually very active members. People who become disloyal or unfaithful, they are people who are very active. People who are serious. Serious church members are the ones who become unfaithful. 
People who come and they are, not, they are not sure if they belong to the church or not, they usually don't become unfaithful. But serious, committed church members, they are the ones that become unfaithful. Members who are very close. Members who are very close, they are the ones that become unfaithful. Members who are very close, close enough that they know deeper things. Do you understand? Such as they even get so close that they can even sit and dine with the pastor even in his house. Such people are the ones that become unfaithful. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? People who are trusted, people who you, you, you feel you can trust, they are the ones that become unfaithful. Hallelujah. Active. People who do a lot of things. They do a lot of things in the church. These are the people who become unfaithful. Hallelujah. Judas did not suddenly become unfaithful. Jesus' disciple Judas did not all of a sudden become unfaithful. Hallelujah. He was a faithful disciple. He was a committed disciple. He was one that Jesus trusted enough to make him a treasurer. To trust him with the church's money. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You see, this kind of message, they are like inoculation. Do you understand? It's like your immune system has gone down, so we have to inject you and boost your immune system up. So take it like that. It hurts. There's pain when the injection comes to you, but what is delivered to you is good for you. There's the injection, the needle contains something good that is going to help you. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So just take it. It will help you. Judas was not someone who just walked into the church. He wasn't someone who someone just brought or he just came ahead of the church and I just came. Look at the scripture in Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6 and verse 12. Luke 6 and verse 12. It says, and it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Who was this? It's not Judas. Well, who said Judas? <laughs> who said Judas? <laughs> it's not Judas, please. This is Jesus. He says he went... He went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. You see, this some of you who feel that it's too much. Why do we have to come and pray all night? Why can't we just pray for three hours, two hours, and go home? If Jesus had an all night, I think it's good for you to have an all night. Good policy. Amen. He prayed all night. He continued all night in prayer to God. And then the next verse, and when it was day, he called unto him his disciples. Do you understand? He fast, he prayed all night. And then when it was day, 
because, you see, he wanted to choose his disciples. He wanted to choose people that he was going to work with, and it prompted him to pray all night. He had the need to pray all night before choosing his disciples. And in the morning, he chose his disciples. And of them, he chose 12, whom also he named apostles. Let's look at them. Simon, whom he also named Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, called Zelotes, and Judas, the brother of James, and Judas Iscariot, which also was the traitor. After Jesus had prayed all night to carefully choose his disciples. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? That is why I think we should take this subject of faithfulness very seriously. Jesus had an all night session before he chose his disciples and he chose Judas. Now the lesson here is this, that no matter who you are, no matter how long you have been in the church, no matter how much we have prayed over you, how much we have anointed you, you have a potential to be unfaithful. You can become unfaithful. No matter how long you have been a Christian, how many years you have served God, you have a potential to become unfaithful. If Jesus prayed and chose disciples and still one became disloyal, then you also, who just walk in the church, you, you did it, we didn't even fast and pray overnight before you came. That means as for you, you can easily become. If Jesus, if it happened to Jesus, he said the servants are no greater than the master. Hallelujah. And that is why I think we should take this subject of faithfulness very seriously. Because by all means, out of the 12 of you, one will become disloyal. When we take 12 of you, one will become disloyal. Do you understand? By say, it's not me. Say, tafia kwa. It's not me. It's uh, bypass me. You see, there is no one who is named Judas. Have you heard anyone who is named Judas? I know of a guy who was named Judas, and the reason why they gave him that name was because he was very wicked. He punished little boys in the school. Very, very wicked person. And they call him Judas. Senior Judas is coming. And all from one boys will run away. No one is called Judas. No one is named even you don't hear of a cat or a dog called Judas. Judas, no, 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 you won't hear that. So we are saying that Judas did not suddenly become disloyal. He must have gone through stages. Then finally he became a disloyal. Now it is these stages that a person goes through that we want to learn. So that when we are entering in that path, we will identify. Hallelujah. Amen. We need each other to help us in this journey of Christianity. We need each other. 
We need each other to warn one another. Hallelujah. That when you see a friend, when you see a friend, when you see your husband or your wife or a church member going in that pathway, you should be able to warn him or warn her and say, hey, you are going on this path. But you cannot warn the person if you do not know the path. So we want to learn the stages that leads a person to be unfaithful. Is it a good thing? How many of you want to know? So stages of disloyalty. Now, the first, let me give you the stages and then we will take them one by one. Number one is the stage of independent spirit. Independent spirit. Number two is the stage of offense. Offense. Number three is the stage of passivity. Don't worry, I will we'll go over all of them. You understand each one of them. And then you will escape them. And number, um, which one is the number four? Critical stage. Critical stage. And number five, political stage. Political. Politics. Politics. Political stage. Number six, the stage of deception. The stage of deception. And number seven, the stage of open rebellion. The stage of open rebellion. So a person goes through these stages and then they become disloyal. Hallelujah. Now, the independent spirit. Independent. What does it mean when we say independent spirit? It means a person is a member of the church, but he or she is not governed by the leadership of the church. You are a member of the church, but you are not governed by the rules of the church. You are not governed by the leadership of the church. You are in the church, but you have your own mind. That is an independent spirit. You are in a church, but you have your own mind. You don't respect any of the church schedule. You don't acknowledge any of the church schedule. We say we attend church service every Sunday. You say, I come every once in a while. Because you have your own schedule. Independent spirit. You see, I'm trying to let you identify this and so that you look in yourself and say, do I fall in this spirit? He said, I go to church when I want. Don't, period. Don't bother me. And I leave when I want to. Hallelujah. I attend the meetings that I want. I will join a ministry if I want. Don't force me. I will join the ministry that I want. Don't tell me to join the choir. I will join what I want. You see, it's an independent spirit. And I don't want anyone to tell me anything. Especially these young ones who just joined the church. They, don't, they just came and they are commanding things all around the place. I don't want anyone to say anything to me. We say we are fasting every Thursday. We are fasting every Thursday. You say, 
For me, Thursday is a taboo. I fast on Wednesdays. Thursday is a taboo. I fast on Wednesdays. Of course, that's when I fast. <laughs> we, say, we, we say we are having a one-week fast. We are having a one-week. Oh, <laughs> I, I just finished a 21-day fast. What are you talking about? Go ahead and do your fast. You see, you have your own mind. When we say we are doing this, you have your own mind. You see, they are so subtle. Let me tell you, the spirit of independence, it is so subtle that you will not know when it creeps on you. You will have a lot of reasons to justify why you are being an independent person. Amen. Now, this kind of spirit, they destroy churches. The spirit of independence, it destroys churches. Amen. It destroys churches. When you have your own mind and you do your own thing and you, 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 you command your own things and you have your own schedule different from the church, it destroys the church. And I'm saying that people who usually do this are people who are serious members. You see, you are, you are a problem for us and you won't leave also. <laughs> Amen. I'm telling you, you will not leave. You say, I'm not going anywhere, but this is me. You can't do anything to me. If you like, kick me out. <laughs> Amen. It's not a good spirit. Tell your neighbor, it's not a good spirit. <laughs> you see, when you give your life to Christ, once you give your life to Christ and you join the church, you become a part of the flock of Jesus Christ. You become a part of the flock. You are a part of a body. The body functions as a whole. Do you understand? You see, the hand cannot say to the mouth, you know, or the legs cannot say to the mouth, I'm not walking you to the restaurant because when you go, you are the only one that is going to enjoy. So I'm not going. Do you understand? And then when they sit at the restaurant and the mouth is enjoying the food and enjoying the food, you see, the, 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 the bladder, the bladder is not eating anything, but the bladder says, I need to empty myself. Let us all go. The mouth has to stop the food and we all have to go. When one part of the body is not functioning well, it destroys the whole body. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? It destroys the whole body. When you are a part of the flock, you are a sheep. If you join the church and you are part of this flock, then your name is a sheep. I didn't give that name to you. I said, I didn't give that name to you. Do you know who gave you that name? John chapter 10. John chapter 10 verse 27. Now they they are calling us sheep. That means we are sheep. We came to the church and the pastor is insulting us. He's calling us sheep. He says, my sheep, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they do what? They follow me. The sheep follows. The sheep has 
not his own mind or her own mind, but the sheep follows. He says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Verse 28, it says, and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. When you are a sheep, no man can pluck you out of the hand of God. When you are a sheep, there is a divine covering that is around you. When you are a sheep, the shepherd has a responsibility to care for you. When you are a sheep, there is a divine protection that is around you. When you are a sheep, the shepherd watches where you step. That no man can pluck you out. No man. When you are a sheep, you can do anything. You jump and then you dance, and, but you know the shepherd is there, so you quickly, and then you run after the shepherd. Have you seen a, a happy sheep before? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Hallelujah. Amen. That is the spirit of a sheep. He said, my sheep hear my voice. The sheep is offered security. Hallelujah. Now, if you don't consider yourself a sheep, then I think you should never even bother reciting the 23rd Psalm. Because the 23rd Psalm is for sheep. Wow. It's not a prayer. It's for sheep. It describes a relationship. Do you understand? It's for sheep. And the shepherd relationship. Let's look at that. Psalm 23. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And because of that, I shall not want. Because I have a shepherd, I shall not want. The reason why a lot of you have wants and needs that can never be met is because you are not a sheep. You don't have a shepherd. Some of you, you are around, but you don't have a shepherd. You do whatever you want. Some of you, you look at, the past, you look at your phone and it rings. Why is he calling me for Eh? Why, 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 why is he calling me? You are looking at your phone. Why is he calling me? I didn't come to church and so what? Am I a child? Am I a child? I know I didn't come. You don't have to call me and remind me. You see, you, see, you are, you, you, you see, but it says the sheep, they hear my voice. It says because of that, I shall not want. I shall not want. I will not have any need. I am full. I am fed because I am a sheep. Amen. Amen. Verse 2, it says, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. The shepherd makes you, if you are a sheep, the shepherd will make you lie down. The shepherd has the ability, has the authority and the power to make you lie down. To make you lie down. You see, some of you, no one can speak into your life. No one can say anything to you. And when you come and you find a sheep that the shepherd is tending, the sheep that the shepherd is tending, and the sheep has ministered and fed the sheep, and the sheep is now beautiful and looking well and looking good, and you choose that sheep, you say, from now on, don't tell the shepherd anything about our relationship. He said, the reason why this didn't work is because the, this one has been telling the shepherd about our relationship. Don't tell the shepherd about relationship. Madness. Madness. 
You see, because you are not a sheep. You are not a sheep. And so you want everyone that is around you also to be a deer, a goat. Amen. You see, there is a covering for the sheep, but you don't know. Whenever you are driving, you see, you, never, you will never find sheep that is just running across the road that is just hit by a car. You will never find that. But you will find a deer. You will find a deer. A deer, they don't know, they are going and then they decide, they want to go back and then the car knocks them down. Because there's no shepherd. There is no covering. There is no protection. There is no protection. You have made yourself a deer. No one, you don't want anyone to speak into your life. You see, that some of you, you just say the things that the pastor wants to hear. But private, deep things, you don't want anyone to know. And you say, don't say anything about us to him. Don't tell him anything about us. If you want to be with me, don't tell him anything about us. Hey, hey, who is that? (laughs) You are not a sheep. And your mind is not working correctly. There is no covering upon your life. You are a dangerous person that no one should associate with you because no one can speak into your life. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. He says, he maketh me. He maketh the, the shepherd. He can only, when the, sheep, the shepherd is making you, he will make you only lie down in green pastures. He will make you lie down in green pastures. It may not be the path that you will like, but ultimately where the shepherd is leading you is to lead you to a place where there is green pastures. He says, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leaded me beside the still waters. When the sheep, when the sheep is following the shepherd, the shepherd is leading you beside still waters. You're never going to be drowned. Crocodile will not eat you. You are, you are by still waters, not trouble waters. But look when you decide to walk by yourself. Look when you decide to lead yourself. Look when you decide to not have a shepherd. He says, verse 3, he says, He restored my soul. He leaded me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Verse 4, Yea, though I, I, now I am walking on my own. I'm not following. When I'm not following the shepherd, when I'm not being led by the shepherd, he says, yea, though I walk, I, I walk through the valley of the shadow of, when you don't have a shepherd, you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. When there is no shepherd. But then again, the, the shepherd is so mindful. And so, you see, sometimes you are becoming some way, but the shepherd is still chasing after you. Now the shepherd is after you, and the shepherd is so kind and so loving. He says, I will fear no evil because thou art with me. For thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Beloved, sometimes the rod is painful. Sometimes the message is too stingy. Sometimes it is painful. But it's not to give you pain. It is intention not to give you pain and to give you discomfort. But it is to bring you comfort. 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 Because where you are going, you need a rod. The teaching is not helping. You need a rod to tell you, don't do this. Don't do that. And it's for your end to eventually bring you to the place where there's green pastures. 
where there's green pastures. It's never intended, never intended to harm you. Maybe the conversation didn't go right. Maybe I didn't, he didn't say what you oughted to say the properly way or some way. But you see, it is intended for your good. It is intended for your good. Never to bring you harm. Never to bring you harm. It is out of pure love. It says, you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And the shepherd sees where you're going. And the shepherd now follows you out of his kindness. Out of love. And so you didn't come and the shepherd is calling you. It's out of love. The shepherd is not monitoring your movement. That I'm an adult and he's monitoring my movement. The shepherd says, don't go this way. Don't do this thing. Don't talk to this one. Speak to this one. I think this one is good for you. This one is not. Watch this one. Do this. Take this job. Do this. Leave this job. Do this. And then you, I'm an adult. I know what is good for me. I know what is good for me. But when you are leading yourself, he says, you are walking through the valley of the shadow of death. But by the grace, you will not fear any evil. Because the rod is there. I said the rod is there. The rod may be too harsh sometimes, but it has good intention to bring you comfort. It hurts, but eventually, allow it, you'll be comfortable. I say you'll be comforted. You will be comforted. You'll be comforted. May you be comforted by the rod of the staff. May you be comforted by the staff of the shepherd. Hallelujah. He said the rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And then he said, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You, when the shepherd is around, when the shepherd is around, you see the wolves are all around, but the sheep is peacefully grazing and eating. In the presence of your enemy. Because you have a shepherd that is watching over you. You have a shepherd that is praying over your life. You have a shepherd that is covering you. Hallelujah. Says thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Your cup will run over. Because you are a sheep, your cup will run over. Let your cup run over. Let your cup run over. Your bank accounts will run over. Your pockets will run over. Your home will run over. Riches and honor, it shall run over you. Receive your blessings. Receive your blessings. May you run over. May you run over. You will have in abundance because you have made yourself a sheep. You have in abundance. The prophecy you believe. I say the prophecy you believe. And then verse 6, it says, Surely, surely, goodness and mercy, they shall follow you. I say goodness and mercy shall follow you. May goodness and mercy follow you. Goodness and mercy shall follow you. You have gone wrong. You have made a mistake, but mercy shall follow you. Goodness shall follow you. Of all the mistakes that you have made, they will be nullified and cancelled. Goodness and mercy, they shall follow you. Goodness and mercy, let them follow the people of God. Let goodness and mercy follow the people of God. In the name of Jesus. And when you are a sheep, when you remain a sheep, it says you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Nothing can move you. Nothing can move you. You will be a member forever. Because you have a sheep's heart. Because your heart is of that of a sheep, you will be a member forever. No matter what may, no matter what comes, 
you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Put your hands together for the Lord and stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Goodness and mercy. They shall follow the children of God. Goodness and mercy. He said the sheep, they hear my voice. They hear my voice and they follow me. They hear my voice and they follow me. They hear my voice and they follow me. Let goodness and mercy, goodness and mercy, let it follow. Goodness and mercy, as you are following the sheep, as you are following the shepherd, as you are hearkening to the voice of the shepherd and you are following the shepherd, goodness and mercy is also following you. Between you and the shepherd is goodness behind you. You are surrounded by the shepherd and the goodness and mercy of God. They shall follow you. They shall follow you. As long as you are keeping your eyes on the shepherd, as long as you are keeping track on the shepherd, goodness and mercy, they shall follow you all the days of your life. All the days, not two days, not three days, not five days, but all the days of your life, goodness and mercy shall follow you. Father, we give you glory. We give you praise. We adore you. We thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Yes.
the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of my God. I will dwell in the house of my Lord. I will dwell in your God. Because I am sheep forever. I am sheep today. I remain a sheep tomorrow. I will be a sheep forever. I will follow. I will hear. And I will follow. Yes. 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 of a sheep. Lord, let not any one of us become independent. Father, deliver us from this spirit, this satanic spirit. Lord, let it not be once be named amongst us. But Lord, deliver us. Let the spirit of Judas not fall on any one of us. But we pray, Lord, may we always remain sheep who hear your voice and follow and you say, as long as we will follow, as long as we hear your voice and we follow, goodness and mercy shall follow us also all the days of our lives. We are thankful and grateful this afternoon in Jesus' name. You are here this afternoon. You are not born again. You want to give your life to Christ. With all eyes closed and every head bowed, you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. If that is you, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. You say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior, as my Lord. If that is you, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here? Yes. Anyone else? Anyone? You want to give your life to Jesus. Why don't you all join me and say this prayer and say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus thank you for dying for me. Lord Jesus, I know and I believe with all my heart that you are the Son of God, that you died for my sins. Lord Jesus, I come this afternoon with a heart full of repentance. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of my sins. Lord Jesus, I welcome you into my life. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you clap for Jesus?
We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.